a leader is a go-getter. Thank you, Sister Edith. Sister Angela, go ahead. Nakamute ka pa, ma'am. Please unmute yourself. There you go. Masora, ano po, yung talagang nag-train po siya. Talagang pumunta po siya sa training. Tapos pagka pinibigyan siya ng parang parusa, very humble po niyang ina-accept. Yun po yung nakita ko sa kanya na isa. At saka talagang determinado-determinado po siya. Marami po siyang quality na maging leader po talaga siya. Very good. So in other words, ang isang ang isang leader na katulad ni Arnold Schwarzenegger was willing to put to put in the necessary hours. Okay? He was willing to be trained. He was willing to push himself beyond the limits. That's a good clear mark of leadership. Go ahead. Jacoy, you want to say something? Ah, pasa ano po, risk taker. Parang he's not afraid to take kung ano man yung maging consequence ng action niya. He's willing to to go for it still, without taking, ah, yung kung kung ano man yung maging consequence po ng action mo. Very good. And leadership. Thank you, Jacoy, for that. Leadership is all about risk taking. Again, if you will be seeking for the approval of people, you will not amount to anything. You will not go anywhere. Kung palagi yung palagi yung approval ng maraming tao, and that's what I call the tyranny of the majority. Okay. You will not be able to pursue that which God is leading you to do if you're always about trying to please people. And guess what, my friend? Bad news. You will not be able to please everyone in leadership. You've got to be so certain what it is that you would want to accomplish in life. Okay? So if you're certain what you want, be determined, be focused to do that and take the risk. Take the necessary jump. Anything else? Rio, go ahead, Pastora. Um, meron siya mga oppositions, but it became opportunities for him. It didn't stop him from training. It didn't stop him from you know losing the focus of his ano of his goal. Very good. Ani mga ani yung mga oppositions that he encountered. Yung yung pagpunta niya sa military. Okay. Kani nung pagkanayon. Sa tatay niya yun eh. And his father didn't want him to, to do bodybuilding. Pero eh, you know, going to the, to the military really trained him even more. Uh, look at that. It's, thank you, Pastor Aria. Look at that. It's very revealing. What do you do if your very own parents are the ones that stand in your way? Ang tatay tsaka nanay mo nagsasabing, wag mong gagawin yan. I remember when I announced to my mother, Circa 2001. No, circa 1999. Mami, born again Christian na po ako. Kumagulhul yung nanay ko. Sabi niya, saan ako nagkamali, anak? Sa pagpapalaki sa iyo. Pagdating ng 2002, Mami, magpapastor na po ako. Nagpapastor na po ako. Nako, anak, talaga namang anong sumpa ang ibinigay ko sa iyo? Ba't nagkaganyan ka? Maraming tao, especially so kung parents mo ang magsasalita, it would be so easy to say, ah, ba, nai? Sige, huwag na lang. Hindi na lang ako tatalima sa Panginoon. But for, for Arnold Schwarzenegger, the uh, objection came from his very own parents. His parents, his dad, didn't agree with what he wanted to be. And yet he persisted. Nag-raise ng hand si Pastor Nikki. Pastor Nikki, go ahead. Yes, Pastor. Um, see, si Arnie, he had a plan. 
Then he was dedicated to that plan and then he uh-huh. executed it well. There you go. So he knew what he wanted, Pastor Nikki, right? From the very onset in his life, he said, I, I kept on wondering, why is it that it's, it seems like I, ako lang ang nakakakita sa nakikita ko. His buddies didn't see it. His parents wouldn't see it. His comrades in the military mocked him, laughed at him, ridiculed him. But he had a plan, he executed it, and he pursued it with much zeal. Very good. Ralph Mendoza, go ahead. One thing din po is, um, hindi naging hadlang yung resources. Mm. Wala siyang equipments, and yet, mm-hmm. a bagay dun na makikita niya to mm-hmm. help him. Kasi may goal nga siya, may determined siya to achieve the goal. Wow. Very good. Thank you, Raph. Ano yung wala siya? Wala siyang dumbbell. So, anong ginagawa niya? Ano lang? Uh, tables. Tama. Then, tables. Dip dun sa mga chairs, right? Pagdating niya dun sa Scootchgard, sa Germany, anong wala siya? Wala siyang? Trunks. Nang hiram oh. siya. Oh, anong ginawa niya? Nang hiram. Parang mga ginagawa ng mga youth natin pag youth camp. Naghihiraman ng mga brief pag uh, kinukulang na ng... Uh, bit-bit na underwear, di ba? Walang makakapigil sa mga taong alam nila kung ano ang gusto nila sa buhay. Not the lack of resources, not the lack of approval, they just go for it. That's a sign of leadership. Uh, Chef Ren, Doksha, di ko alam kung sino ang nagtaasin niya. Go ahead. Hello, Pastor. Hi, Doc. Yes, go ahead. Uh, sometimes when you're a leader, you have to be the pioneer at something. So, mm-hmm. pag yung pioneer at something that's unheard of, you will mm-hmm. really seem like you're doing something stupid to people True. around you. So it takes, I know, it takes motivation mm-hmm. and dedication then to keep going for it kahit everyone else around you thinks na mm-hmm. uh, it's lucrative or it's not the right thing to do. Very good. Very well said, Doc. Diba? Kaya ka nga leader because you are the one that blazes the trail. Ikaw ang nauuna. Okay. That's the mark of the leader that sets you apart from just mere followers. Very good. Thank you, Doc. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Go ahead, uh, Josh. Um, nakita ko lang po sa story ni Arnold na sometimes we cannot change the situations around us, mm-hmm. but it's how you change yourself in the situation. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Very well said. Uh, how do you respond to the stimuli that come along your way? What if you are rejected? What if you are mocked? What if you are laughed at? What if you are ridiculed? Will you give up readily on your dreams? It's how you respond to the situations that come along your way. Kaya sabi ni, thank you, Josh, for that good input. Sabi ni Leo, because of his certainty about what he wants, he eventually impacted others with his vision in life. Kaya ang, ang word ni... Schwarzenegger is the word blueprint. And that word, that technical term is used by architects, by house builders. Anything that you do, you've got to have a blueprint. Kasi yan ang, kung hindi na nagkakatugma-tugma ang mga dingding at mga poste, balikan mo yung blueprint, yun ang dapat mong sundin. Um, the plans, the dreams that he had, it was the blueprint for his life in everything. Somebody said, you, you cannot go to Hollywood. You're too big. Your name could not be pronounced by anyone. But the more the naysayers would say, you cannot do it, the more he went for it. 
blueprint. You cannot go into politics. He became one of California's greatest governors. You get my point, mga kapatid? Um, he succumbed to disciplinary actions. Ano ibig sabihin nun? Uh, pinarusahan siya ng mga kanyang mga officers dahil siya ay nag-stow away. He just had to take that risk dahil pag inabutan siya ng 18 years old, yung kanyang dream to be part of the junior uh, bodybuilder would have gone would have been gone forever. So when he came back to the military camp, ano nangyari? Solitary confinement. But here's a good part, mga kapatid. Nung tinawag na siya ng kanyang mga superior after how many days of being solitarily confined. And he was asked, did you win the competition? What did he do? Anybody remembers that part? Anong ginawa? He gives the credit, Pastor. Sa... There you go. Diba? Thank you, Jeko. He gave, he gave the credit to the superiors. Of course, sir, with the training that I'm getting here in the military, all the jogging, the push-ups, the lifting of rifle, and everybody was like, it's a good uh, aspect of leadership, mga kapatid. In the book of John Maxwell that I was reading a few nights ago, The 360-Degree Leadership, you don't only lead your peers, you don't only lead your subordinates, you lead your superiors. And part of good spiritual leadership is to be able to deal with people on top of you. And people on top of you could be so jealous of the things that you are achieving, lalo kung merong insecurities ang mga leaders na nasa taas mo. But, if you will reflect, okay, if you reflect the, the credit, kaya naman ako nagkaganito because you allowed me to do these things, then you will lessen the resistance coming from above, from the top leaders, and things will have been made easier for you. Anything else? Yung hindi makakatulog pag hindi nyo nasabi ang inyong gustong sabihin from the life of Schwarzenegger. Now, Schwarzenegger, I don't know what his fate status in life. I only know that many years back, he figured in a sex scandal. So he failed in the integrity aspect of leadership. He was found out to have been carrying an affair with one of his nannies. And so he got divorced and everything. So that's one part of his life that is not worthy of emulation. But on the achievement of dreams, on the pursuit of dreams, on the discipline to stick to the dream, it is always worthy of our consideration. So, marami pang pag-uusapan, but let me just continue with our slides for today. Marami pa akong gustong ipa-workshop sa ating lahat. So today, I'd like to talk about the importance of having a dream. One of the greatest speeches that changed the landscape of humanity's history is Martin Luther King's impassioned speech in Washington, D.C. in 1963. I have a dream. He waxed such eloquence, sobrang eloquence, Martin Luther King, that people started conjuring images of a utopian society, a society where ideals fall into place. When he said, I have a dream that one day people will be judged not by the color of their skin but by the contents of their character. I have a dream that one day, I'm just recalling this from memory, little black boys and little white boys can come together and dine in the table of brotherhood and fellowship. All of this, no? 
And it started the true emancipation of the black Americans into becoming more recognized. Because at the time when Martin Luther King uh, delivered that speech, segregated pa ang buong America. Nanalo na si Abraham Lincoln ng 1800s to end slavery. But until the 1960s, iba ang water fountain ng mga blacks, iba ang water fountain ng mga puti. Pag sakay nila ng bus, ang mga blacks dapat sa likod lang ang mga puti ang nasa harap. May mga restaurants sa pang puti lang, hindi pwede ang mga blacks. Yan ang hugot ng mga Black Lives Matter ngayon mga kapatid. Okay? But it had to take a leader and a pastor at that because Martin Luther King was a preacher and a pastor to, to paraphrase verses in the Bible and speak it in a way that's so attractive even to the non-believer to believe that life and society can be made so much better. So today I'd like to talk about the power of a dream, the power of a vision in the life of a spiritual leader. So mamaya ang inyong mga assignments, i-discuss natin yan tungkol sa mga visions na pinagawa ko po sa inyo. Now, we have so many uh, definitions of what vision is. So let me just go through it again. Two minutes. Can somebody define for me what vision is all about? Because we always see this. Lighthouse vision, lighthouse mission, all of this, right? Corporate vision, corporate values, corporate philosophy. What is vision? As opposed, say, to mission statement. What is a vision as opposed, say, to a corporate philosophy? Anybody? From the corporate guys that are here, what is vision for you? Wala pong maling sagot. Parang beauty contest lang to mga kapatid. Kahit ano sabihin nyo, pasok. What is vision? Simulan nyo sa salitang, I believe. I believe. Go ahead. I believe po, Pastor, na ang vision po ay isa pong uh, pananaw na kung saan ito ipagbibigay sa inyong direksyon para mapulpil mo po yung gusto mo. I like the word isang pananaw. Isang pangitain. So visual. Okay? Thank you, uh, Sister Angela. Isang pananaw, isang pangitain na gagabay sa'yo para makamit mo ang iyong mga mithiin. Very good. Anybody else? Some unique personal definition of what vision is all about. Are you raising your hand, Doksha, Shafran, or kanina pa yan? Okay. Anybody? Just your own definition because you need to be able to convey and communicate your vision to your people. If you are going to be a pastor of a ministry or to head a ministry in church, one important thing, if not the first important thing that you will have to communicate to your people will be your vision. San tayo patutungo? What does it mean? May dumadaang anghel, mga kapatid. Kaya tahimik lang kayo. Okay? Are you raising your hand, Christian? No? I believe, Pastor, vision is our future plan. Future plan. Good answer. It's always about the future, right? Good answer, bro. Anybody? What is vision for you? Edith. Katry lang. 
Uh, vision is vision is seeing what the future is like uh, according to the purpose that the Lord has given you. Okay, so ang keywords on is seeing, nakikita mo. Seeing, yes. So kahit nasa pangkinabukasan pa, parating pa lang, nakikita mm -hmm. mo na. So it involves mm -hmm. faith, right? In the book of Hebrews, it is seeing what is yet to be. Pero nakikita mo na. Good definition, Edith. RJ, were you saying something? Yes. Uh, similar with Sister Edith po, it is a direction, it is where you are heading po. A direction where you are heading. So merong roadmap, right? Meron kang dapat na tinatahat. Wonderful. Thank you for your definitions. Anybody else? Gusto niyo magambag? Ano bang ibig sabihin ng vision? Sorry. Ah uh, yes, sister. Jesus. Yes. Uh, I believe vision is something that you want to achieve in the future. It's hmm. not procrastinating or something, but it's the one you want to achieve. So. In the future. Thank you, sir. So thank you, ma'am. So nandun yung yung aspect na ninanais mo siyang makamit. Okay? So you will not procrastinate. Hindi mo ipagpapabukas ang mga kailangan mong gawin. If the future is to become, today is the day you start doing it. Beautiful definition. Pastor Leo, you want to say something? Yeah, some, uh, a pastor uh, defined it like this. Mm. Uh, is uh, a mental picture of what you want to become. Mm -hmm. What vision is the way for you to achieve it. Okay, so a mental picture. So again, it involves picture, visuals. Very good. Uh, Pastor Mel would say a clear image of a detailed future outcome. So again, image, picture, future. Dinagdagan ni Pastor Melch, detailed. Merong detalye. Hindi lamang siya daydream na come what may, just like probably um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Gusto niyang maging um, uh, bodybuilder. Kaninong image, mental image, or picture ang nag-inspire sa kanya mula pagkabata? You remember that story? Who inspired him? The Mr. Universe at the time. Anong pangalan? Si Ridge Park, right? The present Mr. Universe at the time na naging Hercules sa movie. So he saw the picture of a ridge park in a Hercules, right? And so because of that, it inspired him. And every time he would come into a road blockage, he would always think back. But ridge park did it. Ridge park did it. Okay? Detalyado ang kanyang ginagawa. Thank you, mga kapatid. So, tuloy lang natin. Somebody once said... Um, this just came in my notes. So I don't even know whoever said this. Maybe John Maxwell or maybe uh, Bill Hybels. Sa dinabi namin ng notes ko sa buhay, minsan hindi ko na na lalagay ang attribution. Vision, he said, is seeing the future. So the same sa mga definitions niya. Seeing the future in the present, but it is built on the past. Base sa mga pinagdaanan mo sa buhay at base sa present na estado mo sa buhay, nakikita mo kung anong pwedeng posibilidad na mangyayari sa'yo sa parating ng mga araw. Another one said, vision is seeing the invisible, making it visible. Precisely what Sister Edith was telling us. Okay? It's a mental picture of a desired outcome. I like this. Vision is an informed bridge 
from the present to a better future. I like the word informed. Tutulay mo ang pangkasalukuyan mo sa mga parating na araw, pero meron ka ng information. Pastor Mel would say, details. May, may, detalye, may detalye ka na sa mga bagay na gusto mong marating. So before we do our workshop for the day, what are the ingredients of a divine vision? Number one is really a clear picture. So you said that. Kailangan klarado sa utak natin, malinaw sa utak natin, ano ba ang ipinapagawa sa atin ng Diyos? Or kung hindi ka muna magiging spiritual, ano ka muna, uh, secular, ano ba ang gusto mong marating sa negosyo mo? Ano ang purpose mo kung bakit mo sisimula ng negosyo mo? Ano ang purpose mo bakit mag-aaral ka ng say, mechanical engineering? Or bakit ka magpo-polsay? Ba't ka magmi-military? Anong picture ang nakikita mo sa mga parating na araw? That's one ingredient. Another ingredient is it should, it should ensue, it should bring about positive change. May magbabago at ikagaganda ng buhay mo to. Ika-i-improve. Wala naman sigurong nag-visualize na ikapapangit ng kanyang buhay. Come to think of it, meron din. Kasi I was talking to Brother Bill Ojero. Kilala niyo si Brother Bill Ojero, di ba? Isang uh, dating kriminal na naging born-again Christian. Sabi niya sa akin, Pastor, ang vision, kadet, ang vision ko dati sa buhay, maging number one most notorious criminal in the whole planet. So, hindi rin positive, no? Pero sa ating mga Kristiyano, ang isang vision should bring about positive change. Another ingredient is, it should have a future focus. Alam mong hindi pa sa ngayon, it will come in the coming days. And therefore, there is a process that you will have to go through. There are certain sacrifices that you might have to endure. Somebody said, it should be inspired by God. So for me, vision is also a gift from the Lord. That somehow it woke you up as early as when you were young. The Lord already showed you what you can become and what you will become. It's a gift from God. And so I shared with you, on our first session, as far back as I was four or five years old, when somebody would ask me, anong gusto ko maging, I would say, magpapari po ako. I don't know why. It must have been a gift from the Lord na nawala along the way nung nagkawindang-windang ang buhay ko, I, I got out of focus. But when I, make, when I became a pastor, the Lord reminded me, I already planted that seed of faith from the time you were young. It's a gift. And it's also for a chosen people and time. Unique ang vision kasi unique ang tao. So it's for a chosen person and it's for a time that God has mandated. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 would say, He makes everything beautiful in His time. And so, yun ang mga ingredients ang isang vision, mga kapatid. So let me just rattle on. What's the birth of a vision? Number one, it, it's birth when you are intimate with God. Okay? Then, because you're intimate with God, katulad ng pag-aasawa, intimacy will result into conception. At it will be gestated. It will, be, uh, it will grow in your bosom. It will grow in your soul. And then you will have labor pains as you now struggle to make this vision come true. And then there's the birth of a vision. I, I think I got this from one of the books of John Maxwell. Intimacy that leads to conception, that leads to gestation and labor, and then birth. 
But here's how I distinguish a man-made vision to a God-given vision. Uh, man-made vision doesn't have to be evil, okay? Yung vision ni Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wala naman siyang reference if God gave it to him or if it was to be used for godly purposes. But there's a big difference between a man-made vision and a God-given vision. Number one, ang man-made vision, you create it based on your gifts and skills. Dahil magaling akong mag-drawing, gusto ko maging visual artist. Could be man-made. It could be God-inspired. But man-made vision is based on dahil meron akong ganitong resources at meron akong ganitong skills, maybe ito ang pwede kong gawin in the coming days of my life. A God-given vision, on the other hand, you receive it as a revelation from God. You receive it as a revelation from God. One, one teaching that I would not forget from Pastor Albert is, he would always say, sabi niya, John Maxwell would always teach that if you would like to find a leader, go to the go to the park and watch children. As children interact with one another, alam mo ko agad, kahit mga bata pa, sino yung leader? Yung batang nagmamando, yung alpha male, yung malakas ang boses, yung sinusunod ng iba, alam mo na, yun yung magiging leader in the future. John Maxwell would say it. And then Pastor Albert would say, if that would be the basis of leadership, I would not have been a leader. Why? Because he would say, I've never held a position in my life, Pastor A would say. I was never the class president. I was not even the sergeant at arms. I was not even the, the what do you call it? escort of the muse. I was not even, sabi niya, kung merong maglalarong basketball, siya yung panghuli. Kung talagang pangumpleto lang, saka siya tatawagin ng kanyang kuya na nag-organize ng basketball. And yet, sabi niya, in the fullness of time, God called him to be a pastor and not only that, to be a leader of the church. It is a revelation that comes from the Lord. So you're not limited by your skills and your gifts. God can compensate even for the things that you lack. A man-made vision, its fulfillment rests on staying ahead of others. What do I mean by that? Itong vision na ito, mangyayari ito, kung aking tatalunin ang competition, kung aking mauungusan ang kahit sino pa man, kung ako ang mauuna, kaya may mga leadership lessons na sinasabi, the law of the first. Kailangan ako ang unang makaisip. Kailangan original ko to. Kailangan hindi pa ito naiisip ng kahit sino nila lang sa buong mundo. Man-made vision yan. A God-given vision, its fulfillment rests on the leader's obedience. What you are being led by the Lord to do might not be unoriginal. It's something that must have been started by your predecessors. And the Lord will tell you, anak, hindi ka kailangang umimbento ng bago para lamang magmukha kang matalino. Kung ano ang sinimula ng dati mong leader, ipagpatuloy mo lang. Will you obey? That's a God-given vision because a test of faithfulness, it's a test of obedience first. More than creativity, more than intelligence, more than wit, more than wisdom, it's always a test of 
your obedience to God. Man-made vision would think that other similar organizations are seen as competitors. And so this is very much real when you are in the business realm, mga kapatid. Kailangan yung vision ko iba sa vision ng aking kakompetensya. Okay? Kasi sila, kalaban ko yan. Kalaban ko yan sa market share. Kalaban ko yan sa klienteng aking inaabot. Kaya pagandahan ng vision, right? If you are a pastor and you will cast a vision for your church na man-made, ang motivation masyadong soulish, makatao masyado, pang-tao, very human in a negative way, you will see other ministries as competitors. You will see other pastors as your competitors. Uy, may ginawa si pastor na ganito. Kailangan gumawa rin ako ng sa aking mas maganda, mas sariwa, mas anointed, mas malakas ang boses, kailangan mas guwapo, kailangan... It's always about competition. Palagi mong sinisilip ang Facebook status ng ibang church. Ay, anong ginagawa ng victory? Anong ginagawa ng CCF? Dapat meron din tayo because you're in competition with others. God-given vision would perceive other similar ministries as complementary. It complements you. Dagdag yun. Because you're one cog in the machine. It's not about you. There is not one church that can respond to the spiritual needs of the entire human population. We are a body of Christ. Some are called to be hands. Some are called to be eyes. Some are called to be feet. Some are called to be ears. Hindi nag-aaway-aaway ang mga miyembro ng katawan ng Panginoong Heso Kristo. We complement each other. Man-made vision, its goal is to build your organization and of course to generate revenue. It's about me, how rich I can be. But for man for a God-given vision, its goal is to serve people, advance God's rule, and to honor God. Of course, you know this already. So, you can ask me questions anytime when we have our Q&A portion. So, ano yung steps, mga kapatid, to fulfill your God's vision for you or your ministry? Number one is get active in service and initiate obedience. Sometimes the vision of the Lord does not come to you in the dead of the night and you wake up and suddenly it's like a panoramic 4D movie, right? Playing in front of you and the Lord is telling you, ito ang gagawin ko sa buhay mo, kaya maghanda ka na dahil ikaw ang magiging pastor ng pinakamalaking megachurch sa buong Pilipinas. I don't know with you, but for me, my vision in life, I would call it in theological terms, Progressive revelation. As I told you, anong una kong trabaho sa Lighthouse pagdating na pagdating ko? Pagalinis ng CR. Ng Alabang Town Center. As an usher, that was my role. The Lord did not tell me that I was gonna be a pastor. But the Lord told me, here's the mop, clean the CR. The Lord tested my willingness to obey. I did not handle the microphone until about three years after. I did not stand in that pulpit. I was not seen by people until about 2002. Nagsimula ko maging usher 1999. So, 
if I were you, if you'd like to fulfill God's vision in your life, whatever's in front of you right now, whatever your head pastor tells you, kapatid, kulang kasi ng mag-turn on ng light pag praise and worship. Kulang kasi ng taga-bit-bit ng monitor ng TV pag praise and worship. Pwede bang ikaw ay nandito? And you say, yes, pastor, I can do that. It's a test of obedience, number one. Number two, you communicate the revelation that you have already. Kung anuman ang nireveal na sa'yo ni Lord, you start communicating that. Communicating that with your loved one. Communicating that with your DG. Kapatid, ito yung nararamdaman kong pinapagawa sa akin ng Diyos. It could be very, very small things. But the book of Ecclesiastes would say, do not despise the small beginnings. Okay? Number three, observe and understand the reality of human conditions. Be an observer, mga kapatid. If you're, an, if you're going to be a spiritual leader, be an observer. Be an observer in the vineyard of the Lord. Ano bang mga kailangan dito sa loob ng church? Ano bang mga problemang meron ang church namin? On the human side, kumusta ang relasyon ng mga magkaka-churchmate? Nag-aaway-aaway ba? Hindi ba nagpapansinan? Matamis ba ang pagsasama? Human conditions. When you go back to your work, ano nakikita mong human conditions sa marketplace? Are people here happy? Are they pursuing something beyond profit? Observe it. Because I have seen it in my life. The more I have exposed myself to the rawness of human realities, in those moments when I would just allow myself to listen, to hear, to see, to observe the cries of many people, the more that his vision, the English word for that is, it burgeoned in me. Sumasabog sa akin. Why have I pursued marketplace ministry? All this, almost 20 years of pastoral work. Because I was in the marketplace. I was a businessman. I was a corporate person for 15 years. I have seen for myself and my office mates, yung emptiness ng working day in, day out, eight hours a day, five days a week, na walang purpose sa kanyang ginagawa. So when I became a pastor, the Lord, nung maging pastor ako, sabi ko, Salamat Lord, tinanggal niyo na ako sa marketplace kasi ang marketplace is the place of greedy people and hard-headed people and prideful people. Salamat Lord, nasa church na ako magtatrabaho ngayon. Hindi pa ako nagiinit sa aking upuan sa lighthouse, sabi ni Lord. Nope, you're not going to stay here in the building. I want you to go back to the companies. Because now, and the Lord gave me this word, you're going to be a business priest. You're going to go back to companies, not as a consultant in search of money, but as a priest, but as a pastor that will bring to them the hope of the word of God. My friends, if you'd like to fulfill God's vision in your life, observe and understand the reality of human conditions around you. What else? Allow God to burden you with a specific need. Maipapakita sa'yo, Lord, sa'yo. Maipapakita sa'yo si Lord. Hindi ba? Um, when I went to, when I came to Lighthouse, this is 1999, ang una kong linggo, or maybe my second week, ang nakatayong usher sa harap, sumalangit ang kanyang kaluluwa. <laughs> Sabi nga naman, matatanda. 
was a brother by the name of Bing Tapales. Bing Tapales, so makabilang buhay niya. But Bing Tapales was a former homosexual, got to know the Lord, and now, and then he was already actively serving God. But ang problema ni Bing Tapales, hindi siya gifted maging usher. Why? Palaging ang mukha niya talagang galit sa mundo. Palaging nagtatagpong kanya mga kilay. At isipin mo, ginawa siyang usher. So every time papasok ako ng church, ang buwabati sa akin, yung mukha ni Bing Tapales na masyadong nakasimangot. Good morning. Talagang nang sisitsit pa. Hindi dyan pwede. Dito, dito. Sinisitsitan yung mga nag-church. You know what? I got so burdened with it. I was a very new Christian. I was very new in Lighthouse. And I got so burdened. Sabi ko, dapat hindi ganito ang greeter. Ang aking frame of reference pa nun was, sabi ko, I have trained hotels. I have trained big hotel hospitality in the hospitality industry. One thing that you look at in any hostel, pension house, hotel, three-star, five-star, I concierge, bellboy, yung nagbubukas ng pintuan. I got so burdened with it. So much so that when Pastor Chuck announced, we are in search of ushers, I raised my hand. The Lord burdened me with that specific need. Allow the Lord to do that. And then seek a divine diagnosis. Ano yung mga issues sa church na kailangan iresulba? When I became a pastor now, ang isang mga bagay na nakita, ang isang bagay na nakita ko agad is the issues of morality inside the church. Because I've been hearing through the grapevines that there were like immoral things happening inside the church. And I knew I had to, I had to confront some people. I know I had to, I would, sorry for the word, I would offend some sensibilities. But the Lord was incessant in my heart. You've got to confront it. You've got to face it. It was one issue that needed to be resolved. And I, apply, I applied myself to it. And sure enough, I became unpopular. But I am sure I pursued a divine vision for me. Another one is to pray to determine what action could meet that need. So now make it practical. Lord, ano pwede kong gawin? And then choose a team to empower them for partnership. Don't do it by yourself. Kailangan meron kang ka-teammates. And then take an immediate action towards the fulfillment of the vision. So I'm just, I'm just uh, walking you through the process, the step-by-step -step process from the time you, the Lord commissioned you to do something that seemed to be so mundane, napakababaw, parang Lord, I'm more capable of doing this, right? Pero bakit pag-amap ako ng CR? But from the time of those obedient acts that you did to the time that you are now the one leading the whole team, makikita mo, the Lord is in the process of building your character as a leader. So, anong mga voices ang nag inspire sa vision ng isang leader? Maraming voices yun. Number one, the inner voice. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit, that nagging voice inside you. Importanting narunig natin yun. Another one is, I call it the angry voice. I call it the Popeye moment. Yung mga bagay na you could no longer countenance. Hindi ka na pwedeng manahimik. Hindi ka na pwedeng maging bystander and apathetic. 
there's already this divine anger, this divine discontent, this holy discontent that is being that is being birthed in you. I've got to do something about this. Dahil alam kong kung nadudurog ang puso ko, mas nadudurog ang puso ng Diyos because these things are happening. Then of course, there's the successful ones. The Lord already has shown you certain success in certain things. And therefore, it's God encouraging you. Do more of the same and more minister success will come to you. And of course, it's always the higher voice of the Lord that will help you. What are your tools to cast your vision? When you're now casting your vision to your church mate, to your minister mate, make it, this, make it have a strong beginning. Stick to one thing kasi kung ang vision mo ay hiwa-hiwalay, hindi alam ng tao kung anong uunahin. Stick to one thing. Use simple language. Use pictures kasi nga somebody said kanina, it's a picture of a preferred future. And never ever underestimate the power of emotions. That is one thing that I am learning right now in my ongoing orality class. Kami na Pastor Leo. Some people call this ah, entertainment lang yan. No, no, no. The Lord Jesus himself, whenever he would teach, he would evoke the emotions of people that his listeners would say, we have never heard such kind of teachings. He teaches as one with authority because people were moved in the core of their emotions. Whenever the Lord casts something, it moves people to be better than they were. So, before I give you an example, how, was me, how must we handle vision? You yourself, you should see it clearly, you should show it creatively, and you should say it constantly. Say it again. See it clearly. Dapat isang leader, malinaw sa yung pangitain mo. Kailangan creative the way you, you show it. And so one of, the, one of the classes that I believe Pastor Leo and the National Office will offer us is class on orality. How you make use of images and culture and music and arts so that a vision, kaya nga siya picture, hindi lang siya words. Kailangan nakikita ng tao visually or in their minds na i-imagine nila. And the vision becomes embedded when a leader always would say it again and again and again. So for example, when I became the senior pastor two years ago, Pastor Albert in 2018 already made or already cast the vision for that year. If I remember it right, 2018, ang theme that year, sabi ni Pastor Albert, this is the year of new beginnings. And we said, Amen. Little did we know, na yung pala, new beginnings amin ni Rose because out of our honeymoon, nagsisimula pala kami mag-honeymoon ng aking asawa, Pastor Albert already passed on the baton to us. We got married July, so hindi pa kami nag-aanim na buwan bilang bagong kasal, Pastor Albert said, Pastor Jojo, the senior pastorship is already yours. And I had to say yes to that because I believe the Lord was speaking to me through Pastor Albert. But the first thing that I ask is, anong vision ni Lord? 2018, the Holy Spirit spoke to me in a very clear way and He seemed to have been saying, you don't have to reinvent the wheel because I already gave Lighthouse its vision, its core, and its soul. 
the vision of lighthouse is and will always be the same. And you must have memorized this already. A lighthouse of loving community, a storehouse of enriching ministry for the harvest of the nation and the nations. And as I was, as I was revisiting this vision of the church, Sister Josan Nofuente, one of our lady elders in Alabang, posted something in her Facebook. And so I took the time to, to quote her here. Sabi na kanyang Facebook, The light coming from lighthouses is a special light. It really best represents guidance, hope, and care to those who are lost or weary at sea. Sort of how salvation is to a wretched soul. In a world where navigation is run by technology, sometimes the old school way of following the light is the most comforting because we see it from a distance and it never wavers or loses its signal. This was her Facebook status when she went to Lobo, Batangas, and she took a picture of this lighthouse in Batangas. Why am I sharing, sharing this? At the time when I was asking the Lord, as the newly installed senior pastor, Lord, anong vision you sa akin at sa church? And this spoke to me, a Facebook status of that. You are here to guide, to hope, to care for those that are lost. And so I went back to our vision. That's why we are a lighthouse. Nagniningning ng liwanag ng Diyos. That's why we are a loving community because with, without love, we are just here doing our functions and not for the glory of God. We are a storehouse. Sa atin manggagaling ang mga ministry resources. We are an enriching ministry. Maraming mapagyayaman dahil sa ginagawa ng lighthouse. But it is for a clear purpose. For the harvest of the nation and the nations. But here's one thing that the Lord started inspiring in me in my quiet times. The Lord spoke to me in his, and I recorded this. The Holy Spirit must have been saying to me, the lighthouse church will materialize when the lighthouse individual is realized. For what is a church but just the accumulation of all the different lighthouse people that compose it? We can always talk about the ideals of the big church. Pero kung ang lighthouse individual, the Pastor Leos, the Pastor Mike, the Judith, the Lawrence, the Edith, all of these people, if we are not realizing that vision on our own, binobola lang natin ang ating mga sarili. So the Lord made use of this statement to bring it back to the basics. May gagawin si Lord sa bawat isang taga-lighthouse. And when that happens, and when that individual lighthouse person obeys the Lord, then the lighthouse as a church, as a corporate body, its vision will truly materialize. So 2019 came. I took the pastors to a uh, two-day retreat, and we just started praying. Before the retreat, I asked all the pastors, mag-fasting tayo, mag-prayer tayo. The Lord will reveal to us something. Ano ang pagdadalhan ni Lord sa atin? And the Lord responded. In that retreat, the Lord allowed me to go back to Isaiah 61 and these words stood up. I can only say it's gift from the Lord because I was never thinking of this before. We, we sat down there in our retreat. We were just looking at each other while having coffee. 
I was asking the pastors, pastors, what's the Holy Spirit speaking unto us? And everybody had his own idea. Everybody has had his own preaching points. And then when I finally spoke, I the Lord has been speaking to me through these verses. And three words keep on standing out. Rebuild, renew, restore. And you know what? You could just see the, the lights turning on sa mga mata ng mga pastor. Ang tawag dyan, Rema. The pastors are saying, it speaks to me, Pastor Johnson. It speaks to me. But I had my debate. Bakit ang vision ni Lord sa Lighthouse is to rebuild? Sabi ko, bakit hindi naman sira? Pastor Albert did a good job for 18 years that he was a senior pastor. Bakit restore, Lord? Wala namang nagkagulagulanit. Bakit renew? We are fresh as a church. But the voice of the Spirit was so persistent. And that was the time the Lord took me to our sanctuary. Physically. Pinatanggal ko lang yung isang tarp na nakalagay sa wall. And when uh, Bobby Dalios and Edwin removed the tarp, you know what it revealed to me? Sirasirang nabubulok na pader ng church. Na for how many years pala, nagsisip na ang tulo ng tubig sa walls ng church. Kasi meron ng butas doon sa wall, sa roof ng lighthouse. It's a physical rebuilding that God was wanting me and the pastors to do. The Lord started communicating with me. My house is in tatters. That book in, I think, Haggai that would say, your houses are so comfortable but my temple is destroyed. Kaya lahat ng ginagawa ninyo is just coming to nothingness because my house is in utter disarray. While you, you are living in, in so much comfort in your own homes. And the vision started to be clearer and clearer. The Lord is wanting us to rebuild, to restore, to renew. Three things the Lord showed me in pictures. Ngayong meron ng words from the Bible. Three things I started communicating with the pastors. I said, mga pastors, sa aking, sa aking quiet time, nakikita ko bayanihan. Remember that, Pastor Leo? I would always say, I would always see this Bayanihan spirit. Celine Lozari, our artist, eventually made that as into interlocked arms. But the vision was about people carrying a house together. Another vision that I was seeing was the, the picture of passing of a baton. Because the Lord always shows me this in my prayer time. It's like the runners in a race. Ipinapasa yung baton sa iba. What is the spirit telling us? And then another vision that the Lord was always showing me is the picture of a tree na napakayabong and yet napaka, napakayabong at napakalalim ng kanyang ugat. And the pastors just started absorbing this. And so I give credit to the Lord and to my fellow pastors. Then finally, the vision became so clear. So this is already a team effort. We were able to say, the Lord is wanting us to rebuild the community. Ibalik natin ang bayanihan sa loob ng lighthouse. Because the Lord started showing us. Kaya maraming nawawala sa church. Kaya marami nang nagkakasira-sirang mga relasyon. Because nasisira na ang bayanihan spirit sa church. Kaya meron ng donor fatigue. Because it's always this one rich person, that one rich person na nagbe-bear ng bigat ng lahat. When the Lord was telling us, 
involve everyone in this. They've got to rebuild the community. And then the vision came. Renew the call. Nakailangan ang goal ng leadership is always that I am aware hindi ako magtatagal bilang senior pastor. I will have to pass this on to the next senior pastor. And that's why I gave myself a timetable. Sabi ko, seven years maximum. I will lead this church as a senior pastor for seven years. Nakaka-two years na po ako, mga kapatid. And so, sabi ko kay Lord, sa first day ko as a senior pastor, I said, my goal here, Lord, is to train the next pastors of the church para pagdating ng panahon na time for me to slowly, quietly fade away. The next generation of pastors will be ready. So renew the call. Kailangan active ang discipleship sa church kasi hindi tayo centered on one person. Hindi lamang isang tao ang nagsasalita. Hindi lamang isang tao ang matalino. Hindi lamang isang tao ang may monopoly. It should be a teamwork and then the last part, restore the culture. And that's why mayroong tree. Sabi ni Lord, pwede kang maging mayabong sa taas, pero kung ang ugat mo ay mababaw, isang bagyo lang ang dumaan sa'yo, titiklop kayo. Focus on rootedness. Restore the culture of lighthouse. At anong, ano ang culture ng lighthouse? Healthy spirituality. Life-giving relationship dynamic ministry. So I'm just taking you through this, mga kapatid, to let you see how the Lord birthed the vision in me and it got birthed in my fellow pastors and it got embraced by the whole community. And so, that's the story of what you see. Binigay ni Lord sa atin yan. Rebuild, renew, restore. And the Lord instructed me that this is not going to be a year theme. Hindi to theme for the year na feel good lang for one year. This is a seven-year vision of the church. This is the vision of the church under my leadership. Rebuild, renew, restore. And I'm content with that. Lord, ako lang ang magiging Nehemiah of my generation. Hindi naman naging sikat si Nehemiah. Ang naging role lang ni Nehemiah, nirebuild niya lang yung wall. At nung marebuild niya na yung wall, ipinasa na niya sa mga pari ng unang panahon. And the Lord promised us that our strength will equal our days. Deuteronomy 33.25 Si Lord ang magpapangyari sa vision na to. At kung tayo man ay bumagsak, Deuteronomy 33.27 Underneath are the everlasting arms. So, from day one that the Lord gave me this vision, the battle cry has been swords up, shovels down. Tatrabahuin natin to pero marami tayong makakalaban. Maraming mag-oppose. The devil will also work double, triple, quadruple time. And so just like in the time of Nehemiah, as we apply ourselves to the task of rebuilding, the sword should be ready. Prior time, fasting time, accountability, go back to integrity, financial transparency. Lahat yan, kailangan walang lihim sa lighthouse. Kailangan lahat above board. Alam ng tao saan ginamit ang ultimong sentimo. Dapat, I'm not afraid to tell people how much I'm earning from the church. Ask me and I will tell you para lahat ay above board. Okay? Because that's the only way that the church will be on a healthy 
ground. Walang itinatagong figures. Everything is above board. Second part of 2019, we gathered again to review the rebuild, renew, restore. And the Lord again moved in the hearts of the pastors. I just asked the pastors. Pastor Leia can attest to this. I just said, our mission statement is this. Our vision pala is this. Okay, our vision is to be a lighthouse, to be a storehouse for the harvest of the nation and the nations. And our mission statement is to evangelize, to empower, to equip, blah, blah. The seven E's. And everybody said, no, we could not memorize it, Pastor. Masyado mahaba. And so the Lord inspired us. Make that vision clear and simple. Ano ang vision ng church? Four words. Say it again. Share Jesus. Make disciples. So a vision should be clear. Anong gagawin dapat ng church? And this will be our vision or our mission for the rest of our lives. Share Jesus and make disciples. And then came 2020. I took again the pastors to a retreat last quarter of 2019 to ask the Lord, Lord, ano ang thrust in you for 2020? Alam na namin, rebuild, renew, restore. But what will be your thrust for 2020? In that retreat, somewhere in Tagaytay, the Lord started showing us a tree in our vision. Pinakita ng Lord, di ba, yung restore, yung tree? And here were the words that the Lord gave us. You will be like a tree. You will be called oaks of righteousness. You will be a planting of the Lord. Tinagalog pa ni Lord yan. Katulad niya ay punong kahoy. Matibay na puno na itinanim ng Panginoon. And the Lord gave us four promises for this year. I will give you streams of provision that will be planted by my streams. The Lord says, you'll have your seasons of fruitfulness. Lalo kang maging mayabong. And the Lord says, you will be sustained in your trials. Kalakasan sa pagsubok. Hindi naman namin alam na magkataal volcano. Hindi naman namin alam nung kinakraft namin yung vision na to na magkakaroon ng COVID-19. But aren't we thankful? The vision of the Lord is already ahead of us. Hindi pa nangyayari ang taal, hindi pa nangyayari ang COVID. The Lord already said, you will not wither. What else? The Lord says, you will have success in your pursuits. Whatever you do will prosper. Magkakaroon ka ng tagumpay sa inyong mga mithiin. So all of this, my friends, visions of the Lord, visuals, a future na parating pa lang pero ibinigay na ng Panginoon. And we receive this. But again, we ask the Lord, for what purpose, Lord? Kasi palagi natin kinakot ang Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. But the Lord took me to verses 4 to 6. The reason why we are trees planted is because there are wickedness. There is wickedness in the world. And the wicked people will be blown away. There will be judgment. So much sinners, they will perish. This was... November 2019, mga kapatid, ipinapakita ni Lord sa 2020. Wickedness will arise. Sinners will be judged. Many people would perish. We didn't know that COVID was coming, mga kapatid. But the Lord was already telling us. When the Lord took me back to the vision on Isaiah 61, ang focus ko na hindi na yung rebuild, renew, restore. Hindi na po. Ang naging focus na ni Lord was this. 
Look at this. In-underline ko talaga yan sa mga pastor. People will mourn and grieve and there will be ashes. They will be in despair. There will be ruins. People will be in shame. There will be so much disgrace. My friends, hindi pa nangyayari ang COVID-19. Ipinapakita na ng Lord sa vision ng mga pastor. And that's why another visuals that the Lord showed us. It's a broken world. It's going to be a broken world. That's why the Lord says, the more that you share Jesus and make disciples, because in the middle of this broken world, sabi ng Panginoon, in the middle of the brokenness of this world, you will be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. So I shared with you the process of birthing this vision, mga kapatid. This is something that I did not concoct overnight. This is something that's a product of prayer and fasting and talking to my fellow pastors, talking to elders. We even took the elders out on a retreat, passed to them the vision, allowed the vision to, to brew in their hearts. And the elders came back and said, Pastor, we identify with this vision. Sister Blenda is in this, uh, in this map training today and she could attest to this. The elders were very much consulted. Hindi lang isang pastor ang napakatalino, napakagaling maglagay ng word and may vision na ang church. If we are a body of Christ, kung anong sinasabi sa akin ng Holy Spirit, dapat sinasabi rin ni Lord sa asawa ko. Dapat sinasabi rin ni Lord kay Pastor Leo. Dapat sinasabi rin ni Lord yun kay Sister Blenda. Dapat sinasabi rin ni Lord yun sa iba pang elders because we are just one body and the message of the Lord is the same. We are oaks of righteousness. Hindi tayo basta-basta matitinag kaya nagka-COVID na, nagka-pandemia niya, lalong lumalakas ang ating church. So, I'll stop here for a while because I have so much more to share. Pastor Leon, let's have now our breakout session. Let's go back to your assignments, mga kapatid. Sa grupo ninyo na tatluhan, for the next 15 minutes, share with one another. Ano ang personal vision na ipinapakita sa'yo ng Panginoon? Yan ang assignment nyo, di ba? And I hope, idrenowing ninyo ang assignment na yan. Because it's a picture, a mental image of the coming days and years of your life. Feel free to share with one another. Pastor Leo, the uh, <clears throat> assignment belongs to you now. Alright. Pastor, automatic uh, setting lang. So we do not know sino yung uh, kapartners ninyo. Uh, three to four participants per room. Alright. Creating rooms now. Please accept. Go ahead and uh, join.
kung ipapakita lang nilang Lord yung the next five years at yung beyond the five years, you don't know kung ano mangyayari. Then you take steps still by faith because you don't know. But the best that we can do as people is to prepare ourselves for it. Okay? So kanina isa sa mga slides natin, sabi natin, di ba yung just be in active service and be an obedient disciple of the Lord. Kung anong pinapagawa na ni Lord ngayon, kung ano, kung ano na ang klaradong revelation ni Lord sa iyo ngayon, gawin mo na. Because the principle of the Bible is immutable. Kung sino ang tapat sa kahit konti, mas maraming ipagkakatiwala. So, the more faithful you are, the greater things the Lord will entrust unto you. Sabi ni Lester, Pastor, ask ko lang if you had already a vision, dapat po din ba na may supporting verse on the scripture? I would say, hindi naman dapat, but it will not be a bad thing to ask the Lord to, to ask for it. If it's really a divine vision, ask the Lord to confirm it to you in one of your Bible readings, in one of your Bible meditations. Because if there is a word of God spoken to you for that particular decision that you are making for your life, that word of God ang babalikan mo. Kung sakasakaling nagkaroon ng abiria ang ministry. Right? And you will be questioning yourself, tinawag ba talaga ako ni Lord magpastor? Babalikan mo yung calling ni Lord sa'yo when He spoke to you through a verse. So for me, ang verse na yun, di ba yung uh, the Lord had compassion on, my, on the people because they were like sheep without a shepherd. I always go back to that verse. Na, pag tinitingin ni Lord ang mga tao at walang nagpapastol sa kanila, nadudurog ang puso ni Lord. Kaya niya ako tinawag maging pastor. So go back to that. Okay? So for me, it's, it becomes more powerful. It becomes more eternal in its uh, dimension when a word of God is aptly spoken to you by the Lord. Kaya nga sabi, sabi natin kanina, be on the discipline of study. Mag-aral na mag-aral ng Biblia. Because the Lord will talk to you and communicate with you in a very special way. <clears throat> Thank you, Lester, for that question. Any more questions? Any clarifications? Did you get excited about your visions, mga kapatid? Uh, is it something that that moves you and um, gives that bounce on your steps? Yan pong kagandahan sa vision, no? Yung meron kang, kahit kung mag-vision ka lang on a very personal way, uh, weight loss, it inspires you, right? Or um, intellectual goal, vision mo lang yun, uh, I'll be able to finish this degree, I'll be able to finish these kinds of books. It excites you, right? Family, vision ko, for example, sa mga single, by this time of this year, I will have been married and tatay na ako or nanay na ako. It moves you into something that will help you transcend the inconveniences of the present. Yan ang power ng vision. Pag meron kang vision of the coming days of your life and you know that there is a process that, will, that you will have to take from point A to point B, the inconveniences, the hurts, the pains, you'll have the greater capacity to bear it and overcome it. Because you have been inspired by that vision. 
Yes, Pastor Leo, go ahead. Pastor Joe, no uh, gusto ko lang ano, uh, can, can you uh, can you uh, share uh, with the group uh, kung paano mo hinandle ang mga, so from personal uh, uh, experience mo, kung paano mo hinandle yung opposition sa, sa, sa vision na binigay sa'yo, anong attitude ang in-apply mo. Para lang, kasi uh, I'm sure personally, uh, gaano man kaganda ang vision na ibibigay ng Panginoon, it will always be opposed, challenge and everything. So, paano mo siya hinarap, Pastor? Thank you, Pastor Leo. Growth mindset pa rin ang, ang namayani sa akin. Number one, I, I came in with no super idealistic expectations that everything will be accepted hook, line, and sinker. As a matter of fact, when I presented the vision to the leaders, I, I, I presented it to them asking for their critique, not their compliments. Kumbaga, ito yung vision na pakiramdam ko ipinapakita sa akin ng Diyos. Does this speak to you? Right? So, and um, for as long as, as as a leader is willing to accept the counter-arguments or people are not necessarily going to say yes to you kaagad. And that's good. That as a leader, you surround yourselves not with yes men. Nawala nang nagbibigay sa'yo ng another perspective in life. Uh, then you're at a good footing in life. Hindi mo ikagagalit kung meron silang sasabihin na maybe contra or not necessarily in favor of what you're saying. If at all, it will move you as a leader to find, to refine even more the vision that you believe you have received from God. So for me, as I, tell, as I told you the process, the vision that was clear to me was rebuild, restore, renew. It was raw. And I didn't know. Kasi ako mismo nakikipag-debate kay Lord. Lord, hindi naman siguro to. Hindi naman broken ang lighthouse. Hindi naman ano ang lighthouse. Hindi naman sira-sira ang lighthouse. Ako mismo nakikipag-debate kay Lord. But as I shared this with the pastors and the elders and the leadership community, it started resonating in them. And uh, it became more powerful kasi yung quote-unquote uh, ownership nila sa vision na isinishare mo ay real din sa kanila dahil meron silang ambag sa ibinahagi mo sa kanila. So, I'm speaking in general terms lang, Pastor Leo, but it's a good question. Be ready to be questioned by people. Be ready to be asked questions. You don't have the monopoly of the Holy Spirit, kapatid. Okay? The Holy Spirit can and will speak to other people so that you will hear His counsel as well. Pastor Mike, go ahead. Pastor um corporate at personal vision na paano siya ni-incorporate like example for our situation church vision mm-hmm. then you have your parang yun, personal vision about mm-hmm. your prepared future paano i-incorporate yun sa yung good question mike ang answer ko diyan is integrity a person's personal vision and corporate vision should be aligned should be synced should be congruent because there will be a great deal of struggle. Kung ang personal vision mo, ikaw at ang asawa mo, ikaw at ang mga anak mo, ay taliwas sa vision mo sa church. 
I believe God is not a God of confusion. The devil is. God is a God of order. Kung nilagay ka ni Lord to be a pastor of a church, to be a minister head, a minister head of a certain ministry, then I, I really believe with all my heart. Kung ano ang vision ni Lord sa buhay mo is aligned. Katugma, kapareho, in support, doon sa ipinapagawa ni Lord sa iyo in the bigger scale which is the church. Okay? Kaya hindi hindi maganit ang paglipas ng araw para sa akin. Dahil yung ginagawa ko as a pastor, naiintindihan ng asawa ko. Hindi lang naiintindihan, suportado ng asawa ko. Naiintindihan at suportado ng aming mga anak. Okay? If dad has to be away for four days, for three days, or for four days, before I would leave the house, alam na nila mga anak, pupunta akong ganitong, ganitong lugar, I'll be gone for three nights, take care of yourselves, and I will explain to them, dad needs to do this because the church there is waiting for me, the company there is waiting for me, this family is waiting for me, and everyone will always be in agreement. It's always aligned to the vision that we have as a family. Okay? So, ang, ang word on Pastor Mike is integrity, alignment, congruence, right? You're on the same page. Hindi magkasulungat yun. Kasi pag magkasulungat yun, um, Pastor Chuck would say, you cannot sacrifice your family in the altar of ministry success. You can be so successful in your ministry because you so faithfully pursue this quote-unquote vision for ministry. But if your family breaks down along the way, katingin ko hindi God-given yan. Okay. Salamat, Pastor. Pastor John, go ahead. Uh, Pastor, a while ago, listening po sa inyo, uh, I heard you um, sharing about your vision dati na God will make you a priest, uh, pastor sa marketplace. So, observing your life, Pastor, been years now, na nakikita ko po na you're now a, a marketplace director ng Lighthouse din natin. How do you keep on track on that vision that uh, you receive from the Lord? And for sure, uh, many of us, especially those pastors, will relate that life will make you off track of the vision of God. Because okay. maraming testing na darating and madaling mag-off track sa vision. So how, ang practical advice, Pastor, since nakarating ka na sa kung ano yung, I mean, you've proven yourself as a director ng Lighthouse and seeing your personal life, especially the integrity, how do you keep on track on the vision that you receive from the Lord? Thank you, Pastor. So again, babalikan ko yung concept ng integrity. Um, that you know your reasons behind the vision that you are pursuing. That I am so convinced it is God-ordained. It has resulted in the salvation of so many souls. It has resulted in church growth. It has resulted in discipleship. The Lord has confirmed the marketplace ministry again and again and again. I will have another topic for that probably next meeting because the marketplace ministry has been grossly misunderstood by many, by many people. For many pastors, inside Lighthouse and outside, they think marketplace ministry is sideline. They think marketplace ministry is not pastoral. It's business. They think marketplace ministry is not ministry at all. I've had, I've had somebody, I will not mention the name, uh, look me in the eye and said, 
there's no integrity in what you're doing, Pastor Jojo. So instead of me trying to defend myself, I just told that person, have you ever been to a marketplace ministry? Not yet. Come with me tomorrow. So I brought him to a marketplace ministry. When he saw the lives of people being touched and the lives of people being brought to the church eventually, today he is a marketplace, marketplace ministry practitioner. He has believed in that. So now that I am a senior pastor, I'm still a marketplace minister and I believe I will be for the rest of my life. I will continue discipling. I will continue evangelizing. I will continue reaching out to people outside of the church because isn't that our mission? Share Jesus and make disciples. Align it with that, mga kapatid. Okay? So, does marketplace ministry always mean money? Nope. Maraming marketplace ministry, kapatid. Ang tawag sa'yo, pro bono. Kasi puro abono ka. Ikaw ang abonado. Okay? Maraming marketplace ministry. But God has used the marketplace ministry to channel resources, not just to me, but to the church. When companies become blessed because of the earnestness of the pastors that minister to them, the companies are now so open to openly, are now so open to financially supporting the ministries of Lighthouse. So walang conflict then, mga kapatid. I'll, I'll discuss more of that probably in the last two or the last session that we have. The, the beauty of the marketplace ministry. Okay? But thank you, yeah. Pastor John. Walang conflict then. Uh, walang conflict sa ginagawa. It's the same. It's pastoral work. It's about sharing Jesus, making disciples. For those of you mga pastors that have been with me in marketplace ministry, it's always about sharing Jesus, making disciples. It's always about the love of God. Pastor Joe. Yes, sir. We have uh, a separate subject that you will also teach about uh, ministries uh, in life. Oh, wow. Yon, there you go. I'll discuss, I'll discuss with you. I'll discuss with you. Okay. About marketplace ministry. Okay, feel free to shoot questions if you have, but uh, I'd like to move on to the next uh, building block of an impactful, growth-oriented leadership. Letter M. Uh, building block number two is as leaders, we maximize our pivotal moments. Life is filled with pivotal moments. Uh, T.D. Jakes would say, learn from the lows to handle the highs. As a, as a leader, marami kang pivotal moment. And life is, because of the sheer dynamism and the rawness of, of human life, marami kang dadaan low moments but if you are conscientious and if you are aware and if you are mindful and if you are spirit, if you are sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit, the Lord can make use of your lows in kabagsakan ng buhay mo to pivot you for the highs, okay? For the high moments of ministry that He is setting Himself. He is setting up for you. So let me explain this this way. Ang bawat tao po may potential at ang potential na naipalaging pataas. Kung ano ka nung grade 1, mas maganda nga naman kung nung high school ka na at mas gumaling ka nung, high, nung college ka na at mas gumaling ka ngayong nag-masters ka na. Okay? The potential of people will always be swinging towards northeast. Paakyat ng paakyat yan, kapatid. But we've also seen na ang bawat potential ay sasalubungin at susubukin ng mga problema. Okay? Uh, 
temptations will come, oppositions will come to test you whether you will remain faithful to the pursuit of your God-given vision or God-given potential. I have seen in my life four kinds of people. Na pag ang kanilang potential ay kinatagpo ng problema, ito ang kanilang mga reaction. Number one, many people go down the pit. They allow the problems na mailibing sila and they forget the dream altogether. Imagine if that's what happened to Schwarzenegger. May potential siya, pero sabi ng tatay niya, mag-army ka na lang, kinalimutan na niya ang kanyang potential. We would not have the Arnold Schwarzenegger that we know today. Imagine kung si Pastor Leo, tinawag ni Lord mag-pastor, sinabihan siya ng kanyang mga kapwa-militar, hmm, papastor-pastor ka, dati ka namang ganito. If Pastor Leo was able to be convinced, hindi siya magpapastor now, balik siya sa dati niyang buhay. Thank God na hindi yun ang reaction ni Pastor Leo. But some people naman, just go plateau. Sabi na Pastor Leo, ano yung sabihin ng plateau? Ang malaking platito. So kay Pastor Leo na joke yan mga kapatid. Okay? So some people go plateau. Ano yung sabihin ng plateau? Platito. Okay? They, uh, they don't resign, but they just go cruise control. Ayon nilang mangarap, maintenance mode na lang hanggang sa magretiro, hanggang dito na lang ang kanyang mararating. Some people, on the other hand, they break through the problem and they rise, and yet, because of character problems, kung ano ang kanilang success, yun ang nagiging mitya ng buhay nila, and now they go down to the pit. And you have seen people like that, mga kapatid. Kung kailan naging successful, kung kailan naging pastor, kung kailan naging tanyag, kung kailan meron ang nakikinig sa kanya, kinain ng sistema, kinain ng hubris, kinain ng pride, boom, ikinabagsak ng buhay niya. And yet, there is the fourth kind of people that become purpose-driven. When their potentials are met with problems, they find the purpose for the pain and they are driven by that purpose. May kadahilanan ang Diyos sa buhay natin. I'm preaching on this now sa Alabang series. I don't know kung sinusundan niyo kami or meron kayong sariling preaching series sa kanyang-kanyang church. But I'm talking about the life of Moses. Nung ginagraph ko ang, ang buhay ni Moses, it looks pretty much like this. Pwede mong i-graph ang buhay ni Moses into three chunks. The first 40 years, the interlude 40 years, and the last 40 years because Moses lived up to 120 years old. Nung siya ay, not even six months, three months old, sabi sa Acts chapter 7. Nung siya ay three months old, lumutang siya sa, ito ang naging trajectory ng buhay ni Moses. Let me explain it this way. Anong mga pivotal moments ni Moses? Nung siya ay three months old, siya ay lumutang sa ilog, nadampot siya ng uh, daughter of the Pharaoh, and because of that, siya ay naging prince of Egypt. And because of that, inabot niya ang lahat ng pwedeng maibigay ng Egypto para sa kanya. Seasoned in the wisdom of all Egypt, mighty in deeds and in action. That was my preaching last Sunday. So nung mag-40 years old si Moses, he was at the top of his game. He was a Hebrew and yet he grew up in the palace. He was a Hebrew and yet he was not a slave. Yun nga lang, tinamaan si Moses ng kanyang yabang. Akala niya, sabi sa Acts chapter 7, he thought that his own people would now recognize him 
to be their deliverer. So he killed the Egyptian and because of that, he fled to Midian kung saan siya ay naging pastol. Dating palasyo, ngayon nasa Saudi Arabia na siya. Wala nang nakakakilala sa kanya. And sabi ko nga nung last Sunday, the, 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 the Lord enrolled him in a master's degree. The master's degree in character acquisition. Apat na core subjects. Unemployment 101. Advanced obscurity. Remedial waiting. Intermediate loneliness. And the life of Moses just seemed to boom, 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 pababa ng pababa. Nung magkaroon siya ng anak kay Sephora, pinangalanan niyang Gershom. That literally means, I have become a foreigner in an alien land. Bumagsak si Moses. And yet, the Lord made use of that so that at age 80 years old, Numbers chapter 12 would say, he was now the most humble man in all the earth. Burning bush experience. And that burning bush experience took him back to Egypt and he became the lawgiver. And he became the instrument of the Lord for all his miracles. And of course, he became the ones that gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments until he died. Pivotal moments, mga kapatid. I would always tell myself, and Pastor Leo would quote me in this every now and then, if you want to impress people, tell them about your successes. But if you want to impact people, tell them your failures and how God has helped you overcome. Kung gusto mo lang magpa-impress, ikwento mo lang yung first 40 years ng buhay mo, nung Prince of Egypt ka, papalakpa ka ng tao. Galing! The best! Pero kung gusto mo ma-impact ang buhay nila, tell them about your heartaches. Tell them about your valley moments. And tell them, ano ang itinuro sa'yo ng Diyos nung kinaharap mo yan. Here are my pivotal moments in life. Nung aking nilagyan ng trajectory ang aking buhay, ito yung mga pivotal moments ng buhay ko. Para siyang graph ng ECG, electrocardiograph. Electrocardiograph. May pagbagsak, mayroong pagtaas. Marami akong kwento. Iibahin ko ng konti ang kwento ko ngayong araw. Let me start when I was six years old. When I was six years old, December 6, 1970, Ayan, nilagay ko rito pong picture ng cake. Okay? Birthday, six years old. Uh, excited ako dahil papasok ako sa kindergarten. Sabi ng tatay ko, at the time, ang nanay ko nagma-master's degree sa UPLB, so ang tatay ko lang ang magulang ko sa probinsya. Sabi ng tatay ko, anak, sabihin mo sa mga classmate mo, birthday mo ngayon, magpapamerienda ka. And so I got so excited. Pagdating ko sa school, birthday ko ngayon, kanta naman yung mga classmates ko. Pagdating ng alas gis, recess time, ang haba-haba ng leeg ko, hinihintay ko ang pagdating ng tatay ko. Hindi dumating. Late. Mag-aalas 11 na nung dumating ang tatay ko. Gutom na gutom na ang mga classmate ko. At na, na nagtaka ako dahil walang tricycle, walang goodie bag, walang basket ng pagkain na bitbit ang tatay ko. Naka-clutch bag lang siya. Ang nasa loob ng clutch bag, dalawang pakete ng pinaka-chipipay na candy ng unang panahon, yung caramel. Tandang-tanda ko pa ang lahat. At sabi ng tatay ko, anak, bigyan mo yung mga classmates mo. Tigalawa lang sila. Tigdadalawa lang. At hanggang ngayon, nag-e-echo sa akin ang mga pangangantsaw ng aking mga classmates. Sabi nila, 
pakanta-kanta pa tayo, wala naman palang ipapakain. That was a pivotal moment. You know what? I never celebrated my birthdays again from that point. I did not want to celebrate my birthday. Why? Because by the time, akala ko ang birthday is one big embarrassment. As a matter of fact, no, elementary na ako, every December 6, nilalagnat ako para lamang hindi ako pumasok sa school. That was how traumatic my birthdays had been. But it also affected the way I looked at God. Kaya natandaan ko nung naging kristyano na ako, na-realize ko, hindi ako marunong humingi kay Lord. Pwede ako mag-pray para sa ibang tao, but I could not pray for myself. Why? Because I was filtering my relationship with God the Father with how I related with my Father here on earth. Feeling ko, ba't ako hihingi? E kung ma-disappoint lang ako. It was a pivotal moment, my friend. Another pivotal moment, when I graduated salutatorian in elementary, my dad promised me na pag ako'y graduate with honors, bibilhan niya ako ng bisikleta. Kaya hindi sa akin naman naging naging unforgettable sa akin yung grade 6 na yun dahil nung graduate ako with honors, my dad bought me my first bike in life. It was a high moment. My dad honored his word. When I was 15 years old, my dad suffered stroke and that changed the trajectory of our lives. 15 years old pa lang ako, naging mama na ako. Why? Kasi ako ang naging caregiver ng tatay ko. Pag nagpupupo siya sa kanyang sariling damit, pag nagwiwiwi siya sa sarili niyang pajama, I would be the one to cleanse him, to take care of him, to massage him because he was debilitated by the stroke. Another, sorry ah, tinan ko lang kung merong, titinan ko lang kung meron akong sounds. Ang kailangan may sounds ko eh. There you go. So another, another pivotal moment. When I was 17 years old, I passed the UP entrance exam and that changed my life. Now I was headed for the bigger things in life. Pivotal moment. When I was uh, third year college, pivotal moment, I met Bing, my first wife. And that started our love story in college, 1989. But it soon pivoted. Nag-frontman, nag-girlfriend, boom, hindi nakagraduate on time. Bagsak na naman ako. I was supposed to graduate noong 1991. E sinabay ko ba naman ang pagiging fraternity person at pag-girlfriend, hindi ko natapos yung aking thesis. Another pivotal moment. I started lying about it. Kaya humahabang ilong ko rito parang si Pinocchio. Every time mag-a-apply ako sa mga companies and they would ask me for my diploma and transcript, I would say, to follow lang, ma'am, to follow. Pahabaan ng pahabang aking ilong sa pagsisinungaling. 1995, I met an accident in EDSA and I accidentally killed a person. Lowest moment of my life. And you know the rest of my testimony. But then in 1996, I married Bing after seven years of courtship. And in 1997, I became a dad. Luke was born. Kaya 22 years old na si Lucas ngayon. I was at the top of the hill. Ang sarap maging tatay. And yet, 1998, I bankrupted our 
business and real estate. And that drove me to the depths of desperation. Bakit? Kung kailan ako may anak na, saka ako walang kapera-pera. But the Lord used that so that I would search for Him. And that why, that's why in 1999, I walked into my first Christian service in Lighthouse Christian Community in Alabang Town Center. My first ever Christian church. Kung hindi ako na bankrupt sa business, malamang hindi ako maghahanap ng church. Ginamit ni Lord yung bankruptcy para hanapin ko siya. And you know the rest of the story. Dito sa Lighthouse, dito ko na-realize yung aking calling ng pagiging pastor. Circa 2001. Salamat sa Panginoon. So, tinan mga kapatid, ang buhay ng tao, may pagbagsak, may pag-akyat, may pagbagsak, may pag-akyat. Pero okay na sana, di ba? Okay na sana dahil pastor na ako. And yet, you know the rest of my story. Six years ago, si Tita Bing got the cancer. Nagsimula sa kanyang breast, na-overcome niya, but then one year after, muling nagbalik ang cancer. And this time, it was in her liver. Stage 4. Pero bago nagbalik ang cancer, akala namin natalo na niya ang cancer. Kasi sabi ng doctor, cancer-free na siya. But when stage 4 came back in the liver, you know the rest of my story. I lost my first wife to death. And so, yan ang kanyang naging, yan ang kanyang earn na nasa bahay. So I'm sharing this, my friends, from my heart because if you will look at this, the life of a person is filled with pivotal moments. Kung ang buhay ni Moses ay punong-puno ng pivotal moments. Kung ang buhay ni Joseph the dreamer ay punong-puno ng pivotal moments. Kung ang buhay ni St. Peter, pivotal moments. Ni Apostle Paul, pivotal moments. Tayo mga Christian leaders should be able to also track our life story realizing that God is sovereign. God has been sovereign in His unfolding of His story in your life. What are your pivotal moments? That will be your assignment for next week. Okay? So you can take a picture of this, pero hindi pa tapos yan. You know naman the rest of the story. I mourned, I grieved, and some of you were there with me and for me when I faced the darkest, loneliest, most challenging times of my life. But I remember my dad would always tell me, the darkest of nights can reveal the brightest of stars. And you know the grace of God in my life. It was when I was grieving, it was when I was hopeless and hapless that I got to be reunited with my childhood friend and her name is Rose. You know naman si Peter Rose. So, and because of that, nandito siya ngayon. <laughs> Thank you, my love. So, <laughs> So, you know that story, uh, when I was in the depths of my grief, the Lord whispered in my heart to keep in touch with somebody whom I have not been communicating with for 23 years already. Nawala na kami ng touch about isa. 
by this time, by the time Rose was already a nurse in the US, a very successful nurse in the US. Ito yung picture namin ng third year high school kami, mga bulilit kami sa sama. But then the Lord took me to the US and we got reunited. We saw each other again after 23 years. That was a pivotal moment. And uh, akala ko tapos na ang aking kwento sa buhay. Akala ko magiging, at the time, I was even contemplating on retiring or resigning from Lighthouse. Sabi ko, uwi na lang ako ng summer, magninegosyo na lang ako, magiging farmer na lang ako. But then Rose came into my life. And life became beautiful again. You know my story. May background, may background music pa yan. When I when I got to see my two old friends, when I got to see my again, high school best friend, wearing older faces, we didn't know that we would fall in love. Talk about the places they've been. So, two old sweethearts that fell apart somewhere long ago. Pastor Daya was like, How are they to know? Married her someday. It's the same old feeling back again. It's the one that they had back when they were too young to know when love was real. But somehow, some things never change. And even time has to cool the flame. It's burning even brighter than it did before. When I took Rose. They've got another chance And if they take advantage this time It'll be love and they'll find Maybe now they can be more than just free She's back in his life And it feels so right Maybe this time Love won't end So today, we continue to honor the memory. Thank you.
if you were there in, my, in our wedding in Marriott, Caleb said, Tita Rose, now that you married dad, can we now call you mom? And then she, he said, not mom, mom, but Tita mom. <laughs> so today, it's, it's a beautiful narrative that the Lord is unfolding before us. Now, let me again speak from my heart, okay? This is my story. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, and this is God's story in my life. Why is it important that we go back to this story? Because this will always be part of what I call the Chronicles of Giorgio Baldo. I, I already started writing my book. I cannot yet seem to finish it. But this is going to be written in a book. One day it's going to be published. Not for, not for it to be a bestseller, but for it to be a pamana to the future generation. May ginawa at may ginagawa ang Diyos sa buhay ng bawat isa. Lesson number one. To appreciate the hand of the Lord in every moment of your life. As a pastor, as a spiritual leader, meron kang kwento. Okay, I, I don't mean to dramatize my life here before you. I'm here to testify that in every episode of this life, whether it's a low moment or a high moment, God was there. Even during those times na hindi ko pa siya the grace of the Lord was already there. Ang tawag dyan sa theology ay prevenient grace. The grace before grace. Bago ko pa siya kilalanin bilang tagapagligtas at Panginoon, ang kamay ng Diyos ang gumagabay na sa akin, leading me to ultimately be where I am today. That's lesson number one. Acknowledge the hand of the Lord. Lesson number two. To also acknowledge the truth, mga kapatid, that not everyone will celebrate your story. Let me say that again. Not everyone will celebrate with you in God's wonderful plans in your life. When I remarried, I lost some friends. When I got married again, some people left the church. When the Lord gave me another chance at love, some people said, ang aga namang kumaringking, and na ang aga namang naglandi. When I introduced Tita Rose to the church, some people gave her the cold shoulders. That, that's one significant lesson. As I said a while ago, you don't live your life seeking the approval of other people. You only seek the pleasure of the audience of one. For as long as you know and you know, God is the one that authored that story. For as long as you know, God is the one that's writing your life's narrative. Hindi lahat makakaintindi. As a matter of fact, I have written this life lesson. Many people will co-celebrate with you. No, no, no. It's easier for people to commiserate with you 
but it is so difficult for many to co-celebrate with you. Pag ikaw ay nasa kalungkutan, madali sa kapwa-Kristiyano magsabing, kawawa ka naman, pinagpipray kita. You know, when I was grieving, many people will come, would come to me and say, Pastor Joe, balang araw, ngingiti ka rin. Pastor Joe, balang araw, maghihilom din yung basag-basag mong puso. And then, one and a half years later when I got married, the same people that wished me to be healed, when I told them, by the way, mga kapatid, I'm getting married. Ha? Bakit nang bilis? Ang bilis mo namang naglandi. Many people will commiserate with you. Madaling mag-commiserate. Umiyak pag ikaw ay nasa bagsak na bahagi ng buhay. Pero pag ikaw ay nakaangat, maraming hindi matutuwa para sa iyo. Kaya yung kasabihang sana all, cute pakinggan, di ba? Pero ibig sabihin nun, nakakaingit ka naman, sana all. Maraming tao may ingit sa kaligayahan mo. Now, I'm not saying this to dramatize my life. But to point to you, spiritual leaders, na maraming gagawin si Lord sa buhay mo. And it's not always gonna be popular towards other people. But my point is this. Maximize those pivotal moments. Bahagi ng kwento ni Lord sa buhay mo yan. Kabahagi yan ng ginagawa ni Lord sa buhay mo, kapatid. The Lord will, uh, will do something in your life and the Lord will, will allow you to experience a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of highs again. But here's my point. The Lord can turn your wins and your wounds into wisdom. Ang role nating bilang mga leader ay hanapin at saliksikin ano ba ang ginagawa ng Diyos sa parting to ng buhay ko. Why? Because as I told you, I think lesson day one, God never wastes an experience. Kung anong pinagdaanan mong malagim at maganda, Matamis o mapait, the Lord will never waste that experience. He can turn your wins into wisdom. He can turn your wounds into wisdom. And here are some nuggets of wisdom that the Lord taught me through my pivotal moments. Number one, I realized unmet expectations create deep hurts in a man's soul. Kailan ko naiintindihan yan? Nung hindi dumating ang tatay ko sa birthday ko at hindi siya nagpakain ng bonggang-bongga. That created a deep hurt in my soul. Another lesson in my life. But when a word is kept, trust is deepened. Kailan ko natutunan yan? When, dad, when my dad honored his promise na pag-gramaduate ako with honors, bibilhan niya ako ng bisikleta. And he kept that word. And he won my trust. Another lesson in my life, that the anvil of pain forges the steel of your character. Yan ang nangyari kay Moses, yan ang nangyari kay Elijah, yan ang nangyari kay Lord Jesus, yan ang nangyari kay Paul, yan ang nangyari kay Abraham. It is when you go through the crucible of pain that the steel of your character is forged. 
When did I learn this? When my dad suffered stroke. When we just knew life would never be the same again. Another lesson. Laugh and the world laughs with you. Cry and only true friends will stay. When did I learn this? When my dad suffered stroke, nobody was there to visit him. Bago siya may stroke, my dad was the president of their college faculty association. Bago may stroke ang tate ko, my dad was the president of the Knights of Columbus. Painom dito, pakain dito, parte rito, parte roon. When you laugh, oh, the world laughs with you. But when you cry, and when tragedy strikes, only true friends will be around. Learn that lesson in life. Another lesson that I learned, that failure of confrontation is what? Commiseration. Pag hindi mo kinonfront ang isang issue, it will make you miserable for the rest of your life. Nung hindi ako nakatapos ng thesis on time, I did not confront it. I lied about it. What happened? I became miserable for five years. Another lesson. Ignoring a molehill turns it into a mountain. I'd like to speak to the, to the ladies that are here. You know the learning that we had when Tita Bing had her breast cancer? Nakapanya ang kanyang bukol sa kanyang left nipple. And I asked her, Kailan mo pa yan naramdaman ma? And she said, actually, mga two months na eh. Natakot lang akong sabihin sa'yo. So when we went to the doctor, the doctor told us, kung dinala mo sa akin yan, misis, two months ago, we would have caught the cancer at stage zero. You would not have had to go through chemotherapy. Ilalampectomy lang ng doktor yan. Wala ka ng cancer. Stage zero. Pero yung two months na nag-delay si Tita Bing, it turned into stage 2B. And now it became irreversible. I learned that. Painful lesson, mga kaibigan. You don't ignore a problem. As a pastor, you will confront many problems in church. If you don't confront it, yung dating maliit na problema, today it can split your church. You can turn it into wisdom, my friends. Another lesson. The darkest of nights reveals the brightest of stars. I learned that when Tita Rose came to my life. It was the darkest moment of my life. But she came as God's gift to me. And then there's this song that we would sing always. When there's only one set of footprints, God is carrying you. Huwag kang maninindim, mga kapatid. Kung feeling mo napakahaba ng gabi, binibit-bit ka ng Diyos. Another lesson. Love is perennial. Do not grow cynical about it. Nung nawala si Tita Bing at tinanong ako ng mga tao, Pastor, mag-aasawa ka pa ba? Sabi ko, no, Warna. Tapos na ako sa love. Now I realize, don't be cynical about love. Because love is just like a grass. It is perennial. God can give you that chance all over again. You see, my friends, I can go on and on and on and on. Isang nobela na yan, mga kapatid. Ito yung, ito yung mga lessons actually sa librong sinusulat ko. 
lessons that I learned not because I read a book, but because I went through my wins and my wounds in life. And now the Lord has distilled it into becoming wisdom that hopefully will not only remind me of His grace, but now God can use for me to be able to minister to other people. I realized, dahil ako hindi nakagraduate on time, in the course of my ministry, I have ministered to so many people that their struggle was, is the same as my struggle before. I was in this company, I was just sharing with them na hindi nga ako nakatapos on time at pinago ko yung aking pagiging undergrad eh. It took me another four years for me to go back to UP and finish my thesis at last. One, one vice president of one company came to me and said, Pastor, can I talk to you after the seminar? And I said, yes, what is it? Sabi niya, Pastor, sa totoo lang, nagsisinungaling din ako. Vice president ako ng company ko ngayon. Pero hindi nila alam, hindi ako graduate. Nagpagawa lang ako ng diploma sa recto. Para masabi ko lang, nag-graduate na ako. I, didn't, I will not reveal to you the company, but after that, he rectified his error. Humingi siya ng tawad, and the company forgave him, retained his job, he went back to school online, earned his degree at last. Ngayon, nakapag-master's degree na siya. Because I experienced the pain of losing a loved one, my first wife at that, in my ministry for the last four years, the Lord has brought me before the lives of so many people that lost their husband, that lost their wife, and that, that people that have seen the darkest of grief. The Lord has positioned me to be right in front of them. You know why? Because I understand how it is to lose your loved one. What's my point? The Lord can turn your wins and your wounds into wisdom. Assignment for next week. Okay? Number one. Friends, I want you to do your pivotal moments. Okay? Gagawa kayo ng pivotal moments ninyo. So, ibabalik ko lang, ha? So, dapat ganyan ang itsura. Gagawa kayo ng x-axis, y-axis, x-axis. Alright? Itatrack ninyo ang buhay niyo mula nung ikaw ay grade 1 or grade 2. Identify at least a dozen pivotal moments of your life. Ano yung mga point ng buhay mo that became a defining moment? Whatever it is. I'm sure you have a story to tell and that story is sacred. I've been listening to Pastor Chuck's Media Light every Wednesday night. And last Wednesday, he said, every story is sacred. And the Lord gave you that story so that you can now tell it to the world how God rescued you from that kind of life. I want you to be aware of that, my friends. Alam kong magaling na kayong mag-testimony. Alam kong nakapag-testify na kayo ng ilang beses tungkol sa buhay nyo. But now, let's be systematic as spiritual leaders. I want you to plot your pivotal moments. Okay? X-axis, Y-axis. I-graph ninyo ang buhay ninyo. The highs and the lows. The highs and the lows. Better yet, Lagay nyo ng picture ang bawat pivot moment. Because a picture paints a thousand words. Kung hindi kayo marunong mag-drawing, katulad ko hindi ako marunong mag-drawing, so anong ginawa ko? Google image. You have one week. You have two weeks to do this, my friends. 
It's very important kung malagay nyo to as a pivot moment, from this moment on, you will realize pag meron kayong kakwentuhan, it's so easy for you to tell them about your testimony. Meron ka pang sophisticated term. You can tell your friend, can I share with you my pivotal moments? Hindi pa churchy ang dating, right? And then as you share your pivotal moments, many people can relate with you. Ah, naranasan ko rin yan. Naranasan ko rin yung pagiging bankrupt. Naranasan ko rin ma-inlove. Naranasan ko rin mamatayan. Naranasan ko rin ma-aksidente. All of these ups, downs, up, downs. I want you to write it down, draw it, put colors for it. All right? So that will be your assignment for next session. Pastor? Yes. Go ahead. Yes, um, Pwede po ba siyang sa computer gagawin? Pwede. Pwede po. Tapos then send na lang po. Yes. Gawin mo sa computer. Itong, itong sa aking ilaw, ginawa ko mo sa computer to bro eh. But then maybe you'll have to print it so that come breakout session, next session, may may papakita kayo sa band paper sa inyong magiging kag-groupmate. Okay? And then I will ask you to submit it to me para makita ko rin yung mga ginawa ninyong uh, i-digitalize nyo lang. Ibig sabihin yung Yung i-drawing ninyo, picturean ninyo, i-attach ninyo, ipadala nyo sa akin. Or ipadala nyo sa, sa ating MAP faculty so that I can get to see your out artworks. But more than the artworks, mga kapatid, what I want you to do is, I'd like you to go to every pivot moment, like this moment here, birthday ko nung grade, nung six years old. I want you to put in your own words the wisdom that God taught you. Ngayon mo lang siya iisipin. Nung ninakawan kayo, nung inilagay ka ng tatay mo sa sako, nung iniwan ka ng magulang mo, nung nagkahiwala yung pamilya mo, nung nakabili kayo ng bahay, nung first time mong makarating na yung Amerika. All of those stories. Tanungin mong Holy Spirit, Lord, anong lesson ang pwede mong ibahagi sa akin para maibahagi ko ang kwentong to na meron ng redemption, meron ng kwento, meron ng wisdom na may share. I want you to write down as many lessons in life possible that you can write down. Pwedeng Inglisin, pwedeng Tagalogin, pwedeng Bisayain, pwedeng Iilocano, kung ano man ang language mo. But the point is, ikaw lang ang makakasulat niyan. Magbasa ka, i-Google mo, wala kang makikitang ibang statement or sentence sa buong mundo katulad nito. You know why? Original ko yan eh. Walang makakapagsabing plenagerize ko yan. I wrote it because I went through it. As spiritual leaders, that's a part of your impactful life. In the, you remember our um, pyramid? Magiging impactful yung buhay mo because not only have you identified your strengths, but letter M, you will have maximized your pivot moments. All right. Tapos na ako sa araw na to, Pastor Leo. Thank you, Lord. If you have any questions, we still have 10 minutes. You can ask me anything that you would want to ask me. So, very important. Screen share is available in breakout sessions naman daw. So, pwede mo gawin sa laptop mo at pwede mong screen share during your breakout time. Okay? So, any questions?
Pastor, uh, go ahead, bro. Reminder lang for uh, everyone: uh, when you submit your assignment, uh, please include uh, the national office. Uh, so that we can also help in uh, the assessment. Okay? So, pakisama po, pag sinabitin nyo ang pivotal moments and wisdom from every uh, 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 lesson, uh, from every moment ng, na nag-pivot ang buhay. Include. Pastor, Pastor yung, yung sa drawing po sa vision, hindi po, hindi po na ipasa sa mismong national office din po, tsaka, sa, tsaka kay Pastor Jonathan din po. Pero naipakita po mismo sa breakout rooms. Pwede po bang ipasa ngayon Please. ulit? I, I want to see also your um, drawings of vision ninyo sa buhay. Okay? Um, and the national office will find a way to have it forwarded to me as well. Para makita pa rin naman yung, yung mga obra maestra. Okay? Yes. I would love that. So I'm sure you're enjoying your assignments because I'm not asking you to write things. I'm asking you to draw. I want you to put it into visuals because a picture paints a thousand words. Okay? Next time, essay naman ang papagawa ko sa inyo. Pero ngayon, puro drawing. Puro drawing. Okay? Ito bullet points lang para sa mga uh, wisdom, nuggets of wisdom that you have learned through life. Yes. Also, ano, mga kasama, mga kapatid, uh, continue to post your learnings in our map page. Uh, the under the share SYL uh, section, mm -hmm. share your learnings uh, section. Uh, yeah, that 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 really encourages me when when you post your learnings, mm -hmm. and I get to see your learnings in the comment section. It really encourages the teacher because now I'm able to see how you guys have been able to filter the many things that I was able to share in the three hours that we've been together. So please, please. Put down your comments. Okay, write down your comments. No more questions? Let's pray. Panginoon, salamat po for the half day of Saturday that you have given us. I pray, Lord, that in the coming two weeks when every MAP student would sit down or will sit down and, and look back to the many pivot moments that you have given them that they would realize, Lord, you're the one that truly has taken them through. And as you have been faithful to take them up to this point, every one of us, Lord, will grow in our confidence that you are the same God that will take us the rest of the way. Because you're the same God yesterday and forever. Hindi kayo nagbabago, Panginoon. Hindi nagmamaliw, hindi nagbabago ang inyong katapatan sa buhay ng inyong mga anak. And so I pray, that the next coming days will be pivotal for everyone. That you will make his Lord of these MAP sessions so that our spirituality will become so practical, visual even. Our vision is visual. Our pivot moments, visual. So that Lord, now you are equipping us as leaders to be more effective as communicators. As we tell the the world out there that so aches for your presence and for your touch so that we can testify about your goodness in every part of our journey. So Lord, we commit to you everything that we have learned. Seal all of these now by your love and by your grace. In Jesus' name, 
we pray. And Lord, Amen. we thank you for the life of Pastor Jojo. We thank you, Lord, for using his story, his victories, and even his failures, Lord, so that your name will be lifted up and your children will be blessed by it. And truly, Lord, we are impacted from that pivotal moments of his life. And so, Lord, we continue to uphold him as the top leader of our church. Panginoon, pagpalain mo po ang aming minamahal na pastor. Sampunang kanyang mahal sa buhay dahil siya ay tunay na pagpapala sa napakaraming lingkod mo, Panginoon. Lord, salamat din sa bawat isa. Gamitin mo, Lord, ang kanilang mga storya para mapapurihan ang iyong pangalan, Panginoon, at mapagpala ang iyong simbahan. At ng marami pang makakilala sa inyo, Lord, for the glory of your name, this is our prayer with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, mga kapatid. Feel free to communicate with me uh, via Facebook Messenger if you have any prayer requests or if you have any prayer Okay. I'll see you in... Thank you, Pastor Joe. God bless you. Salamat mga kapatid. Salamat mga kapatid. Thank you po, Pastor. Pastor Leo, okay na yung video mo kay Elisha? Yes, sir. Alright. Enjoy your lunch. Picture, 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 mga kapatid. Pinabas ang inyong mga naggagandahan at naggagwapuhang mga mukha. Ready? One, two, three, go. Yan. One more time with feelings. Alright. Ready? Hang on. One, two, three, go. Yan. Salamat po. I'll see you. 1.30 for past Jonathan. Thank you. Salamat po sa lahat. Enjoy lunch break. Bye-bye. Pwedeng ipalala mo bang ulam? Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Leo, Pastor Joe. Thank you, mga kapatid. And three, two, one, zero. God bless you.